Mental health equals mental asylum. It takes guts to be able to explore those really difficult emotions and to go sit on a couch and cry for an hour. People still think that it means that you should be in like a mental asylum and that you must be crazy. One in five Australians will experience a mental illness at some point in their life. Yet we still don't talk about mental health openly, at home, in the workplace, or as a society. This podcast wants to change that. Welcome to Spinning the Yarn. I'm your host, Fran McGuire. Each week, I'll be speaking to someone who's experienced a mental illness firsthand to try and open up a wider conversation about mental health. Today, I'm speaking to Ari about anxiety. It's a condition that's being spoken about a lot more recently. But what's it really like to have anxiety, especially as a young person? So I'm Ari. I'm at Macquarie University doing a Bachelor of Laws and a Bachelor of Arts majoring in social justice. And I work at a bar at the moment. About two, two and a half years ago, I experienced quite severe anxiety and depression kind of comes along with that. So much so that I went to a psychologist and I went on antidepressants for a year. Was there like a catalyst? My family, there's been a bit of a history of mental health. Sadly, my mum had a stillborn baby very late along, I think seven or eight months along. And I, of course, didn't really understand. I was seven or eight, but she obviously went into quite a severe depression. She felt that she wasn't able to be sufficient for me, I guess, you know, look after me to the best extent. I had no idea what was going on, but she's told me later on that she felt really that she was in such a deep state of depression that, you know, my feelings of abandonment potentially kind of came from that. And straight out of high school, I kind of went into a relationship and it was my first relationship. I kind of thought that this guy was a god and that he was perfect and that I was just a mere mortal compared to him. And I had my own insecurities that kind of developed from me thinking that way as well. You know, it wasn't necessarily to do with his behaviour, although of course that comes into play as well, but it was really my brain kind of wiring itself to believe that I was insignificant and not as good compared to him. And then that kind of accumulated until um, to like a point where I'd go out on nights out and I'd have to convince myself to go out and then of course, you know, mixing alcohol and being around um, other people who I didn't necessarily get along with well or just felt insecure about other things to do with myself or was nervous being around them, that kind of accumulated and I'd end my nights out crying and wanting to go home really early and that would just happen for a couple of months, a couple of weeks. And so eventually I went to a psychologist. She got me to brainstorm what I was feeling, she'd say, okay, take me from this point here to why you feel this way. And then we'd write it out and try and develop that idea so that I could logically and clearly see that what I was thinking and feeling wasn't actually what was going on and what I shouldn't actually be thinking and believing in. 
Before you decided to seek help, were there factors contributing to that or was that just you being like, I want to change the way I feel? It got to a stage where I was crying every day, was just completely like not who I am. I'm normally a very happy, very bubbly person and I was crying and upset all the time. Nobody could really kind of get me to see the problems for what they were and to help me to realise what I was thinking wasn't logical. And so then we went to my local GP and she was really supportive. She kind of went, okay, well, let's do... It was like a questionnaire, I guess, that had all these questions as to how I was feeling and the results of this questionnaire was that I was experiencing severe anxiety. And so from then the GP went, okay, well, this is a psychologist that I would recommend. And I went and saw her a week later and saw her every month or two weeks for about eight months, I think, and then started antidepressants about three months after that. I think I deep down knew that what I was feeling wasn't kind of okay and I couldn't, I couldn't lift myself back up to make myself feel how I was feeling before. I've always been very close to my mum and so I was telling her all of this as well and then she stepped in and went, okay, let's do some, something else and see what happens. It's really good that you had a support network. Let's talk about the stigma around mental health. Have you been affected by it personally? Like, you know, when you started to tell people or people reacting to it? Even I probably put it on. Very early on in the piece, it was kind of like, oh, maybe you should consider antidepressants. And I went straight away, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. I don't need that. And then a couple of months later, we decided that, yes, it's probably a good thing to do. To do with the stigma, I guess... I definitely haven't told all of my friends. To be honest, it was probably kind of obvious that obviously something was up. But definitely a lot of people don't know that I'm prone to being quite anxious. And even telling you this now, it makes me kind of wonder, people find out that I've had severe anxiety in the past, if that means that I'm going to be seen as more vulnerable or... Or treated differently. Yeah. And so my close friends, they all knew and they were very supportive. My family all knew. And then there were a few individuals at the time that thought that psychology was for weak people, people who are a little bit mentally fucked up, I guess. And so having those sort of very close people thinking that and then you going to see a psychologist kind of messes with you a bit. Even now in like the workplace looking for jobs, it's been kind of the same thing. You know, I don't openly say I had um, anxiety or that I could be prone to having anxiety, I guess, because people still think that it means that you should be in like a mental asylum. Mental health equals mental asylum and that you must be crazy and totally unstable when really a lot of people who have anxiety or who have depression are potentially more stable because we see this in men. A lot of men can't express how they're feeling, whereas me, I was able to go to a psychologist and for an hour I got to express how I was feeling to someone who would just say, okay, but don't you think that that is potentially not what is going on there? It takes kind of guts to be able to go there and to explore those really difficult emotions and to go sit on a couch and cry for an hour because that's what you need to do. Stigma is a pain in the ass because I would happily tell everyone, but it's just not the way things are at the moment. Definitely. Anxiety or having depression isn't something that it's like a two-year period in your life as well. It's 
something that I was told by my psychologist and I definitely feel that I need to kind of keep on top of and to really think about all the time. Even lately, you know, coming back from exchange, I've definitely felt that I've been more anxious lately going out to social scenarios, I guess, seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time, wondering how I'm going to fit in once again. Like, why do you think we as a society still feel so uncomfortable talking about mental health? Well, I think still it's because people don't really understand. Thinking about the mind and the brain and how we think is so much more different to talking about, like, a physical broken leg, for example. You know, you can look like the happiest person but have the most severe depression and nobody can know and I think that really kind of scares a lot of people off, I guess. And then I've found that from the older generations, me personally, like, I didn't tell my grandparents because I knew that they wouldn't be able to potentially understand. If you say you have depression or if you have anxiety, it can, it can come across as you being, like, pathetic or weak come on, get back to it. They don't have this kind of real understanding that because you're lying in bed all day, every day, crying, going out and going for a walk isn't something that seems, like, achievable. I think because there's no physical symptoms, that really kind of mucks people around. Like, expressing emotion is yeah. still something that is yeah. not, you know, frowned upon, but things like oversharing and, you know... Yeah talking about and how you're feeling. Yeah, definitely. Emotions are just, like, unheard of. And it sucks because, like, I know other people who have bipolar disorder and that would never be spoken about ever. They will never, ever, ever speak about that because anxiety and depression is starting to get a little bit more mainstream, I guess. But bipolar and schizophrenia, no, not a chance, I don't think. People who suffer from those illnesses are really, like, the crazies. And I don't think, unfortunately, that they'll ever be treated with the same sort of respect that they need. Mm, that's true. What advice do you have for other people who may be in a similar position to what you currently are or where you were, you know, two years ago? I was really lucky because I was very close to my mum. I told her everything, and because she's been through some depression in the past as well after losing a baby she kind of understood how I was feeling but if you can't go and speak to a parent I personally stayed away from speaking to people my own age because once again there's still this stigma and people don't really understand and to be honest at this age we're all caught up in our own problems that helping someone else in their problems isn't going to be like the best best solution and so I would recommend going and speaking to a GP they can really get you sorted and help you out with finding a psychologist which really shouldn't be seen as something very daunting although it can be quite expensive I think of it as like an investment you know it's like buying a face cream me going to a psychologist for 10 sessions was really an investment into my life and so that was really good. The psychologist was honestly the best, like one of the best things I've done for my own well-being. So having that, I found yoga was really good because I had the kind of meditation element to it as well. Journaling was really good. Being able to write down my deep thoughts, self-care, doing a face mask, all that time out. I need to have that like at the ready and to be able to go through and kind of process my emotions.
each person's anxiety and depression is their own journey. I think young people who've experienced anxiety should definitely go out and speak about it to make it seem that, oh yeah, they've had anxiety, that's okay. But still, there's so much stigma and that I don't think that you can find as much solace and strength in one of your friends than you could in a GP or a professional. To be honest, like looking back on it now, I actually think it was something that I was really glad to have experienced to an extreme or a severe level, I guess. Two years later, I've never felt better. If I'm feeling anxious, I know how to tackle it, I know how to go around it. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. If this episode has raised any personal concerns, please contact one of the following support services listed in the show notes. Next time on Spinning the Yarn. My name's Bianca Flamarcus. I suffered from anorexia and bulimia for about five years. When I was at my lowest in terms of weight and, you know, mental stability, I started burning myself. Like, in any way, if I was told to do that to someone else, I think, like, God, no, I could never, like, hold someone else's hand over an open flame and be like, okay, you're going to feel this now and you're going to feel this hurt and this is what's going to make you feel good about yourself. It's just, like, it's astounding and it really is indicative of how severe mental illness can go.